Welcome to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast, where I interview some of the best coaches in the business to find their secrets and share them with the world. I'm Scott Ritzheimer, founder and CEO of Scale Architects, and we help founders and leaders find the right coach at the right time so they can achieve the predictable success they deserve. And a huge part of that is helping great coaches do great work that creates enormous demand for their services with way less effort. If you're a high demand coach, I'd absolutely love to share your story and expertise as well. So stick around to the end of the show and we'll reveal how you can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello and welcome. Welcome once again to the Secrets of the High Demand Coach podcast. And I'm here with yet another high demand coach, and that is St. Rapoport. She's a brain coach who works with high achieving entrepreneurs to unleash their potential via peak brain performance. This is fascinating stuff. You're in for a great episode. St. What she does, she assists entrepreneurs in rewiring their brain so that they can remove overwhelm, they can get more done in less time, and they can take their business to the next level, allowing them to be more productive, more efficient and just more fulfilled. So ST, uh, we could go on and on about what you do for folks, but rather than hearing me go on and on, I'd love to just introduce you. And let's start with your story. What were you doing before you got into coaching and why did you uh, ultimately decide to make the leap? Yeah, so I actually was always into the type of work that I've done. And it started back when I was in fifth grade, I struggled with reading. And at that time, after spending crazy amounts of money on tutors that weren't really getting anywhere and spending a lot of time out of class, which I really liked, but my parents, not so much, they decided to do something else. And they brought in these brain coaches as people to help me improve my brain. Now, what happened was we didn't do any of the reading things. We did more just working on the brain. And because of that, not only did my reading get better, but every area in life got better academically, socially, my confidence went up and I knew like this was very helpful. I'd want to learn more about it. And I'd want to do it with people. I didn't realize it would be my whole life. What happened was um, I started getting training when I was like about 17 and it's like a few year process. You do some training, you work with some people, right? And during that time, I also took a Tony Robbins course, a course um, on rapid planning method on how to plan um, based on motivation instead of like your to-do list. And I thought it was really interesting and really cool, but I couldn't actually implement it because a lot of what he spoke about was doing things six months or a year ahead. And my brain, even though I was thought I was really productive and I would get everything done right now and I would never procrastinate because I so much needed to get everything done now. I was very much living in the moment and could not think six months, a year ahead. So I really struggled to implement what he was doing. So at one point, a few months after that, I went to get a training to improve specifically one of the thinking skills that I help people improve 
those thinking skill of categorizations. And categorizations is not just about being able to make categories, but also being able to see the category label, right? To see the big picture. And it was after, it was then that I was able to like improve, um, do Tony Robbins course, to do the program and implement it properly. But I was also starting to see myself. It was at that point that I started to see myself that I could do this more with more people on a bigger scale, not just one-on-one. And be able to really expand it. And even more than that was at that time, there were only people doing it with children, um, elderlies, or like people with like special needs, things like that, learning disabilities. But I was like, I had a bigger breakthrough as an adult, like high functioning, like people need this at every single stage. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a fascinating, fascinating point. And I just want to jump right there is uh, a lot of the stuff that I've read or seen about, you know, rewiring your brain or whatever, kind of, uh, it kind of comes from a place of there's a fundamental problem, right? Not from a place of you, there's a high level of performance and here's a way to address that and, and make it even better. So, and I think that turns a lot of people off to the gains that they could have in mental function. So I saw all over your site and you've even mentioned it here. There's 28 cognitive functions and, and we don't necessarily have time to go through all 28, but first off, wow. You know, I think most people think, what does your brain do? It thinks, right? There are 28 different ways. What would you say are the, the top two or three that most entrepreneurs struggle with? Yes. So I think there's one that entrepreneurs don't like to hear. <laughs> Because entrepreneurs like to take action and it's amazing. Like I am all for action until you take action that was crazy, wasted crazy amount of money or crazy amount of time. And it was very prevented. It's the difference between like taking a risk and like taking action because you didn't think and you just had a problem and decided to like run take action. So this is the cognitive function of defining the problem before you like your employee comes to you, someone comes and tells you like, Hey, like we have this problem, right? Like what that's what entrepreneurship is like putting out fires. But instead of just like giving solutions and coming up with things right away, take a moment to get clear on what the actual problem is. And is there a deeper problem causing this problem? That's the problem you want to solve. Hmm. Yeah, that's so true. I mean, I, I, you get into this mode and every entrepreneur has been there if they're not there right now of just like, you know, problem, solution, problem, solution, problem, solution. And what happens is that doesn't scale, right? Like the, the you, you get more and more problems. Your ability to solve those problems doesn't happen faster. And so one of the challenges that I see a lot of uh, successful entrepreneurs, right? Folks who, who have had a level of success and are now dealing with it is they're just on decision-making overload, you know? And, and so there's always say, how do I, you know, it's like one, I'm stressed out of my mind Two, how do I make better decisions faster? And uh, so defining the problem is a key piece. What, what other functions come into play when it, in either kind of pushing off the overload, right? Being able to manage it better or being able to make better decisions uh, quickly. Yes. So the cognitive function very related to making decisions is actually being able to compare. Now, the cognitive functions are very basic. They're like, we all know how to do these things. But what happens is that on a basic level, we could do it. Once it becomes more complex, it becomes a lot more challenging. So if let's say, for example, when you go to hire an employee, right? Like you have two options. You are comparing your whole vetting process and now you're down to two options. Usually what ends up happening is we say the qualities of each 
employee without actually comparing them on the same parameter. I like this one because she has more experience, but I like this one because he works faster. But it's not comparing on the same level. What you need to do before you make any decision is get clear on what one or two factors are most important. I'm not saying you can't have the other things, but what is most important right. and then compare based on those parameters. Once you have that, decisions come like this and you don't regret them later because you actually took the time to decide what you want. Yeah. And, and that's a great point because it, it feels like, especially in the world of entrepreneurism, it's different than maybe school or even some areas of academia because you're constantly pioneering, right? Like there's not a, this is the way that we do that. It's, it's This is a brand new problem, a brand new set of variables. How do you help folks boil it down to those one or two things that really matter? When making a decision? Mm-hmm. Well, that would depend on the situation. They, you, it comes with practice. It comes with um, self-awareness. I'm a very big believer in that and awareness of your business and where you're going. Um, but it, it, it's hard when you have a tough decision to make and all of a sudden now to start getting into it. The best way to improve any of the cognitive functions is when they don't matter. So if you know that you struggle with making decisions and it happens often, try to do it in like at home when you're deciding what to eat or like when you're doing the small business decision, should I write this email subject line or this one, right? Like obviously it makes a difference, but it's not like earth shattering type of things. Based on that, the more you do that, then when it comes to complex things, your brain will already have those new neuron connections and it'll be easier for you to make those decisions later on. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Uh, so in this, uh, this idea of practice, right? Again, I think it's another one of those areas that entrepreneurs don't do a lot of. It's game time all, all the time, right? It's like you're you're making decisions in real time. Uh, there, there isn't this sense of kind of stepping out of the game, stepping into the game. But you brought up a great point is you can use this function when you're, you're picking what to eat or what to wear. And so what are a couple of other ways that folks can practice uh, away from the office, right? Away from their business. How can they practice some of these uh, these cognitive functions? So my favorite way to um, develop these cognitive functions is to A, do new and challenging things because your brain actually has to work. But when you do it in a fun way, like you're learning a new skill or you're doing playing a game you've never played before, then there's a lot less pressure. But even like more tangibly is whenever you finish doing something successful, you had a launch when successful, even like a meeting when successful with a new potential client or a business partnership, whatever's happening, take a moment to ask yourself, what was the strategy that helped me succeed at this task? Then what you're going to do is you're going to give that strategy a name. Just, they're just like, say what you did, identify it, but give it some sort of name any name, as long as you understand what it is and keep a notes app on your phone, a running list of different strategies of success strategies that have helped you be successful. So next time you're in a challenging situation or you need to make a decision or you're not sure what to do, you have a list of strategies that you've created for yourself that you know you can use in this situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Now for the person out there who's thinking like, I, I don't have time to get, you know, my, my normal stuff done. Now you want me to stop, you know, when, when something goes well, like the last thing we're going to do is stop when something goes well. The only time we're going to stop is when we're like literally forced to, because we're, we're struggling with the decision. So what's the, you know, what's the win? Like why, what's the benefit? What's the, the big selling point for taking this time to stop 
when we've had success, uh, as opposed to just on to the next thing. Yeah. So you want be I, I like efficient and effective. Like I want things fast and I want things to happen quickly. I know you do too, but I know that in order for things to go in the fastest, most efficient, most effective way possible, I need to slow down now. So you're stopping and thinking now. So that way later you could zoom a whole lot faster, especially like if something went well, you're in a good mood, things are going good. Like it's so much more of like, it's, it's much easier to convince yourself and to get yourself to like take a moment to go and do it. Um, mm. Some people find it easier to like put it if they're a very routine type of person, like they have their own to their morning routines or whatever to do it part of their morning routines. So that way they could like just think back what happened yesterday that I was successful and do it. You have to really work, do what works for you. But if you want to go fast later, you better take the time now. Yeah. Okay. That's great. Now I want to shift gears just slightly. Um, and, and I know from your site that this is something you do as well, but should tell me a little bit about how maybe differences in cognitive functions or, or shortcomings or deficiencies cause the, the strain that so many founders and entrepreneurs have when they bring in other people to help work with them. So how is that, you know, there's, there's, it's, there's this idea you you start bringing people in you you know you need help and one of the the you know questions that I get asked most like in a, a moment of sobriety we don't lead with this but it's it's there it's like, what's wrong with these people right they they don't think the way that I do they don't make decisions the way that I do how how's that showing up from a cognitive function standpoint yeah everything is boils down to cognitive functions okay so this not only business but also with your family your kids and your friends. With 28 cognitive functions, naturally, we all have stronger ones and weaker ones. And we all use our stronger ones. And that's what we want to do, right? Like we leverage our ones and we create our ways of thinking and our learning styles, all that based on our cognitive function. All of a sudden, this new person comes in and they have different weak cognitive functions, but they also have different strong cognitive functions. And for us, it's really difficult for our brain all of a sudden now to start thinking in the way their brain is working. Okay? Someone with really strong cognitive functions has the ability to work in different ways because their brain is not just stuck in the way that it's always been because all their cognitive functions are stronger. So it's easier to go and fall. But for when you're hiring someone and you're getting frustrated that this person can't do um, the things the way they want to do, first of all, remember that it's that their brain is working differently. That means they have some strengths that you don't have. Mm. But more than that, what I would want you to do for yourself, what you would want to do is to identify what are the specific challenges that are coming over and like coming up over and over again, because those are signs of weaker cognitive functions and see what you could do that you could like create some sort of puzzle or the way the system could be adjusted. So that way it works with everybody's brain. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that because it goes after these two kind of equal but opposite responses. One is I'm just going to kind of blow through everybody until they're as strong as me at everything. And it's like, you know, shame on you. And the other one is kind of, again, equal but opposite of like, oh, that's just them. You know, so be it. I have to accept it. There's this kind of apathy or even victimization that happens. I love what you're talking about. I was like, no, actually go in and define what those differences are and then start to look at, hey, on, on your side of the equation, what's what what are the weaknesses that you're bringing to the table on their side and how can we all build each other up is that is that right 
Yeah, 100%. Um, I'm a very big believer in like, right, we need to understand ourselves. We want to understand the people. The more you understand that it boils down to cognitive functions, the less you get mad at people because the way people do things is not because they're like, most people aren't trying to be mean, right? Mm. But they just don't actually think about it. Something small, like, I don't know, like if someone like double parked and like blocked you, like most people aren't doing it to be mean at all. Like people think that because like, that's why they did it. But it's literally one of the cognitive function of considering another point of view. And they don't realize that running it for five minutes, even though they're going to be out, it's going to be the exact minute that you're going to come out and you're going to struggle. So the same thing happens in business. Your employees aren't like purposely not listening to you. They didn't understand your instructions. They tried to do it, but they did it wrong, right? When you understand that they're trying to do their best and it's just the way their brain is working, you could actually come up with a solution that makes everybody happy and makes yeah. your business happy and your pockets yeah. happy. That's brilliant. Excellent. Excellent. All right. So here's a question I like to ask all of my guests. Uh, and it's this, what's the biggest secret that you wish wasn't a secret at all? What's that one thing that you wish everybody listening or watching right now knew? I think that you need to commit. Once you make a com that commitment, anything else is going to be possible. Things like um, getting clear, super... We like we have like defined like everybody knows to set goals and do things, but people start giving themselves options, right? Like what happens if I don't or I'm not gonna when as soon as you make a commitment to that goal and there is no other option, your brain is going to look for ways to make that happen. As soon as you start thinking, maybe I have a plan B, whatever, you're gonna fall back on your plan B. Well. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot to be said of that, but uh, yes, you're exactly right. And again, going back to kind of the entrepreneurial community, uh, many times we kind of pride ourselves on the ability to keep options open, right? On on the ability like, hey, if this, then this, if this, then this. And uh, and you're right. You know, there there is a flexibility to that, but you're going to wear yourself out, right? You, you, and, and a lot of that overwhelm is going to come, I would assume, from this exact thing. Yeah, it's interesting that you said that because that happens to be um, one of the struggles that a lot of people come with without realizing how much is how much it's affecting their business and so on so many levels. Yeah. Yeah, it's so true. And it goes all the way down to one of the things that we're looking at a lot with uh, founders is why did you start the thing in the first place? And if you look at survey after survey, it's freedom and autonomy, right? And we perceive having options open in the future as freedom. Uh, and, uh, and there, there, there is some truth to that, but there's a lot of lie in it as well. If you can't discern between the two. So such a great point, such a great point. Now, what I'm going to do, I'm going to shift gears once again. I think we're in about fourth now, uh, but I'm going to turn the, the, the thing around and, and say, we take off your, uh, your coach consultant advisor hat, right. And, uh, jump in the ring with the rest of us, put on your CEO hat and tell us a little bit about what the next stage of growth looks like for you as a leader in your business. With the next stage of growth looks like. Yes. Yeah. So the next stage of growth is um, hiring additional coaches um, to do the more of the foundations of what we do. We have like different types of programs and creating more um, like we have the systems, but creating them on a, on a greater level. Right. So let's say, for example, right now, course is called your brain rewired where we help you for 90 days prove like all the basics of the cognitive functions and that opens up like every month or so but being able to open it up every week um and just scaling that more on a bigger level so that way people who want to take more advanced courses has more options because everyone has to go first on their base one mm -hmm. um and in order for us to be able to open up more advanced ones we need more people coming into our base yeah 
Excellent. Excellent. Uh, so uh, I know there's some folks that are listening today and they're like, this just explains so much, right? Like, uh, like I, I get it. Uh, and they, they're like, yes, what do I do next? So uh, someone wants to know more about the work you do or, or how to you know, get started on this journey to better brain function. What would you point them to? I would say they should start by taking the cognitive function assessment, right? You want to first be aware of where you are. Um, and you could even give it to your employees, to your colleagues, to whoever else is affecting. And then you could have that conversation when you have right out there. I mean, literally, like, it takes probably 10 minutes, if not less. And you just mark down um, where you are with each one of the 28. Fantastic. And uh, that's, I, I believe I, I saw it earlier, it's at lifepicksuniversity. Dot com is that right? Yeah, University dot com, and if you go to forward slash cf, um, you'll get directly to the cognitive function assessment. Excellent. That's picks with an X. We'll put it all in the show notes so you can grab it from there. LifePicksUniversity.com slash CF. Uh, ST, fantastic. Uh, just so excited that we ha- were able to have you on the show. Th- so thankful for your wisdom and advice. Uh, so thanks for being here. And for everyone listening, you're, you know your time and attention mean the world to us. So I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I know I did. And I cannot wait to see you next time. Take care. Scott Ritzheimer here. Thank you so much for listening to the Secrets of High Demand Coaches podcast. If you are a successful coach, consultant, or advisor who's built a strong book of business and would like to be on the program, please visit go.scalearchitects.com. And if you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media and just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials? If you know someone who'd be a great guest, you can tag them on social media to let them know about the show and make sure you include the hashtag high demand coaching. I love seeing your posts. I love seeing your guest suggestions. Thank you so much. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any of those episodes. Go ahead and subscribe now. Your thumbs up, your ratings, your reviews, they go a long way to help us promote the show and they mean a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, you can go to our website, www.scalearchitects.com, or you can follow me or the company on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time.